Over to you, Tom. Hey, everybody. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to the Punk Tie Dyke Podcast. What may become a, a, a just a one episode after another of Neil and I sitting at my kitchen table. Yeah, so this is, uh, if it sounds unusual, this is because I'm actually here sitting in Tom's kitchen and Grand Rapids staring across the table at him. The, the Crandall uh, Ranch, or was it the Crandall Farm? Crandall Farms, or the yes. Trauma Farms. Is yes. <laughs> the Trauma Farms. Would you buy your Would you buy your butter? Would you buy a butter named Trauma Farms? Hmm. We could get all our dairy products from Trauma Farms. Interesting, though. It might it might have all kinds of interesting advertising uh, angles. That's true. Yeah. yeah, it might do really well. So I don't know what episode number this is going to be. We went to Neil came into town yesterday, so we could go see the Meteors. Yes, a tip top. At the Tip Top Deluxe Bar and Grill, one of my favorite little venues here in Grand Rapids. And I suppose we'll get to that later. This is going to be a little bit of an anticlimactic story, I would say, Neil. Yeah. Well, we, we turned that into something fun. It was, yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a fun day. But um, So I came in on a Thursday. I took Thursday and Friday off work. And they were playing Thursday night, supposedly. So I came in. Allegedly. Yeah. So I came in yesterday morning. Um, I actually left soup. Oh, fucking hell, dude. So. Well, I wasn't expecting you so early, I must say, because I uh, I didn't know what time to... I, I went to work in the morning, and I wasn't sure what time you were going to be here. But yeah, you got here pretty early. Here's the deal with that. Dude, you're wearing your suicidal flannel. I love that. I love those. Oh, you know that? I, yeah, I see those, those new like branded flannel shirts, but I'm too cheap. Yeah, this one wasn't cheap. I just get mine from I just get mine from like the tractor supply store. Well, I needed some new shit for work. They don't have suicidal tendencies. For the, tractor supply for the, shit for the yeah for the winter. Um, but but anyway, yeah. So uh, numerous times on the show when Tom's been in town and stuff, we've bitched about Chicago traffic, about how it always takes uh, at least you know bank on an extra hour just getting through Chicago from where I live, and as if that wasn't bad enough, now that main expressway through Chicago, they've got it. It's only four lanes. They're blocking two lanes for three years. Oh, is it only four lanes they're cutting yeah. down to two? Oh, I thought it was yeah. like six. No, it's mm. four lanes they're cutting down to two for three years because they're doing bridge work and something else work. So as bad as it was, it's now going to be twice as bad. So when I was planning to come down yesterday, I was like, what the fuck should I do? Do I come earlier? Do I come super early? Because I leave for work every day at 630 so I was like, do I come up super early, leave at 6.30, and hopefully miss the worst of the rush hour doing that? Or do I wait till 10 or something and miss rush hour that way? But then I got to thinking, if I'm doing that, I'm just going to be sitting around for three hours just hoping traffic's going to be okay. You know what I mean? So I just decided to leave. I just decided to leave at 6.30 and deal so with you, it. So you left. Okay, so you drove through what should have been the heaviest traffic. Well, 6.30. Oh, pretty early. Yeah, pretty yeah, early. Yeah, pretty, okay. pretty early. Yeah, but even though it was still... Pretty busy, but I was doing on Sunday afternoon when I'm coming home from your place. And there's tons of traffic. Where are these people coming yeah. from? I mean, here's the interesting thing, though. I thought COVID was supposed to kill a bunch of people off. There's more people than ever. <laughs> Get off the highway, especially on that road. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I had it all plugged into my GPS into my phone, um, and I start driving, following the GPS, which was going to take me on that highway. And all of a sudden, it flashes up, uh, alternate route, save you 40 minutes. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll guess I'll I'll put all my trust in the fucking uh, Apple Maps or whatever the hell it is, and hopefully it doesn't take me some busted Steve ass Jobs way. laughing from beyond yeah. the grave. But the funny thing was, so the way it took me, because um, I can't skirt the city if I go west to 294. But it's a long ways. Yeah, I can skirt the city and just go south and then back east again. Yeah. Um, but I don't normally do that just because that adds an extra 40 minutes. But the GPS told me to go up the way I would go to O'Hare, 
which is basically uh, 90 west. And get, and you can get on 294 from there. And so it's a lot faster than me just going straight west to get on 294. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not quite sure how, but it is. So so that's the way I did it. I actually didn't have to go on the Kennedy at all. I actually went on 294. And it probably only added 15 minutes to my trip. Hmm. So, well, actually, it saved me 40 minutes, apparently. So anyway, long story short, I was here in like three in three, four, three hours, 45. And that's with a stop to pee. That's not bad. That's yeah. not bad for your police. That's about yeah. what I do it usually. Yeah. Well, just seeing you last night, because I know how you are. When you drive to Chicago, how many times do you have to stop to pee? <laughs> well, Neil, I, I, well, here's here's the thing. This is not a fair question. I'm not constantly drinking Tall Boys of PBR on my drive to Chicago, so I stop once. That's, you know where, that's a good point. You yeah, know where we so. stop? There's this real dumpy rest stop. As soon as you pass from Michigan to Indiana, mm. it, it looks like something like a leftover from Little House on the Prairie or something, and that's where we. That's oh, where is we that stop. called like Grand Welcome or something like that? Maybe I went, it I is the one. If you go back through that, it's it's literally like a like a hovel. <laughs> With a little bit of like pamphlets for the highlights of Indiana. Yeah, I turned off on some like I, I was actually in Michigan, and but I actually turned off on some like uh, small town or something where there was just a, a gas station and like a it's like an Arby's and something and like a almost like a little mall or something, just like mm. four different restaurants in this one little thing. But there was a pisser, so there you go. That was good. What, what more could you ask for? Yeah, but anyway, so. Uh, yeah, so I got here, but it, so it would have been the six. You were here before noon, right? Yeah, before noon, right? Because yeah, because there's an hour, you add on an hour because they're East Coast time. So I was here like eleven forty-five or something like that. So you know, once I got through, once I got past the city, actually, all the traffic was fine yesterday. I had no problem with traffic at all. Hmm. I was going like sixty-five the whole way, so it was all right. So yeah, I got here. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think Tom had to leave work early to <laughs> to come meet me. No, no, it was all good. I was planning on it. All right, I'm sort of sick of working. In general, oh, I get that. <laughs> Believe me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get that. I. Uh, it's funny because the what I didn't know I needed. I slept in this morning and I slept till like nine twenty-five, and the dog woke me up, and that's I think what I really needed. I just, wow. just sleep, the piece of sleep. That's all I need. Now, I actually, I never normally sleep well in a hotel, but I actually slept okay till about six this morning. So wow, was, really sleeping new, in, huh? Apart from having to go pee at three o'clock, like I don't know what time I dropped you off, but I know I was home before midnight, and I was like eating leftover pizza because we skipped it. <laughs> so I, I, I have to say, okay, so you know, elephants in the room. The media is actually the last minute. The media is canceled. Which is a huge fucking drag because now which I've, we wouldn't even have known other than the fact that yeah, our buddy, my buddy Cole, who we've is on episode something I don't remember. He's from the Lippies, played bass the Lippies and stuff. Yeah, he texts me like, ah oh, man, so. And I don't want to. And they, and the funny thing is, they haven't posted anything about it on social media. And the media is normally really active on social media for every show. Um, the fact that they haven't posted anything about it at all because supposedly it's a health condition, right, or something. Yeah. Actually, it makes me a little bit worried. That Paul is Paul has been in the hospital, I believe, with a heart attack before. Hmm. So it makes me a little bit concerned that there there's something major going on with them. So, um, are they going into a car wreck? Shit. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I, I I have no idea. I'm 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 bummed out too. I know you've seen them a lot, more yeah. than ten times, probably. Yeah, about six times. Okay. Yeah. But recently, even a couple times. Yeah, over the past two years, I've seen them a couple times. So yeah. I've never seen them. So I got to tell you, to me, seeing a band I've never seen before was a big novelty, and I was really. Really looking forward to it, so I'm pretty bummed out about it. I don't know if it'll get rescheduled, rescheduled. or not. Yeah, depending on the health thing, right? But anyway, what I was going to say was, even though the main band that I came in for canceled, 
I think we actually had a really fun afternoon. Yeah, and evening I, had good, last I had a good, night. I had a good time. I was. I, I can never tell if you're having fun because you quit drinking before I do always. Well, for me, well, should we play a song? But do you want to play that meteor song? Yeah, sure. All right, I picked out this meteor song because I think it's super cool. This is uh, from like 2012, and uh, I don't know much about the meteors. I was just on their discogs. They have 112 official releases. <laughs> well, official. I don't Going for the one. quantity, not quality model, no doubt. I think they probably have about. 30 studio albums, hmm. maybe 25 studio albums. Well, there's a lot of a lot unofficial of and stuff too, though. Probably. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of unofficial live albums too. In fact, he used to get very angry at the bootleggers for, hmm. for doing stuff, but I because I don't really know the band very well, I was kind of had been listening to them a little bit. And for whatever reason, this one came up high on I think on Spotify or whatever I was listening to. So, this is the Meteors covering the great Black Sabbath song Paranoid. <laughs>
that was the Meteors with uh, with Paranoid. Yeah, they actually do a lot of covers, uh, like uh, classic punk covers. I never, I never even knew they did Paranoid. That's it. So real cool. Very first time. Sounds like it's underwater. I like yeah. it. They do, um, they do a really good cover of I Hate People, Anti-Noah League. Uh, I feel like you've played that before. Yeah, I think I have when the last time I saw them. I, think I, I know we played the Anti-Noah League version, for yeah. sure, and probably yeah. the Meteors version, too. Um, they also do some Stranglers covers, like they do Go Buddy Go. Um, mm. Yeah, they, they do a lot of... I thought you said classic punk. A lot of covers. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Dissing on the Stranglers. Um, yeah, so that was a drag, but like I say, we actually had a lot of fun last night because we ended up so there was the 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 band that was going to be supporting them actually ended up I'll say headlining even though they only played for like 25 minutes but um yeah that was the shortest show I've ever been to yeah. the two bands together didn't play for like an hour but the nice thing about that was there was actually another show in town that night too at the Pyramid Scheme which Tom had kind of wanted to go to and we didn't know if we'd be able to make but with that other show running so short we actually did yeah so we actually went to two shows last night we saw four bands, and uh, and it was fun. So we'll get into that more later. So so we started. What did we do first? We went to my local bar to have lunch. We did because it was tw- it was noon, yeah, noonish, and so I was fucking starving because I hadn't eaten since six thirty or whatever. So um, we went to let's go Southside. Southside, yeah. Southside, yeah, and uh, had lunch with all the locals. Yeah, Saturday at the bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing that's going on too, and I, I'm sure some of you, and most of you are aware, of this is that big basketball. NCAA basketball tournament is going on, so a lot yes, of people are Yes, what's it called? Uh, March Madness, right? March Madness, yes. Michigan State, local favorite, lost yesterday. I am pretty indifferent about it. I watched it, like, the very end. It was a really exciting ending on the TV. I kind of watched it while one of the bands was playing last night. Yeah, it went to overtime, I think, didn't it? No, did it? I think Maybe, it went to overtime, because it was in yeah. the 90s. That would make sense, because yeah. it was in the 90s. Yeah, it went to overtime, but, but they lost. Uh yeah, so we went to Southside. I've been there numerous times with yeah. Tom before, and it's a fun little local. Just local, local not even local. a dive. Yeah, it's kind of a, a dive, but just, you know, yeah, it walks that it's fine line yeah. between. Because you can bring your kids in there for dinner yeah. earlier in the evening or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's clean, you yeah. know. It's clean and bright, so yeah, we, we had lunch there. It wasn't when I was a kid, boy. When I loved that place, when I first started going there, nobody would call it clean or bright. They had like one little TV, and it was just, it was, I mean, it wasn't as bad as like the L&L Tavern or something, but it was... Oh, uh, Jesus, yeah. It was a dive, definitely. So you've been going there for... I started going there when I was 19. I wow. had a, We had an older friend... Uh, Scott and I both, uh, we had an older, I had an older friend who used to go in there who's a chronic alcoholic, he's probably dead now. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he took us in there, and they didn't, they didn't, you know, look twice, and we've been more or less going there ever since. So, if, is it some of the same staff there? Because I noticed you knew one lady. Uh, the it. one woman working there had been there as long as I can remember. She said she'd been there for thirty three years. Jesus. I've been going there for about thirty three years, so yeah. I guess that would make sense. Thirty four years. Uh, it's new ownership now, but there was one that that, that there's two bars that I really uh, maybe three. That I really just spent huge amounts of time at. One of them is, it's another one, another one's changed owners. But it always come down to, like, you have a relationship with a bartender. You like one of the bartenders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't, I'm not a chronic bar guy anymore. I hadn't been in Southside for probably even a month or two. Huh. But we go with, you know, it's mostly a social thing. Social thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have no problem with drinking myself stupid at home. I don't need to be, I don't <laughs> need to, uh. I don't need to be social to drink, but my wife, you know, likes to talk to people and whatnot. Well, the funny thing is, I had, we did something that I haven't done in ages, and that was you get a, I, we got a bucket of six PBRs, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, at yeah. lunch. PBRs and, at lunch. Yeah, which, 
was setting me up because I'm not, I'm not that big of a drinker. So having three beers down me by like one p.m. is kind of all. And I knew there was going to be more to come. <laughs> when you opened your second one before I opened my second one, I knew I thought the game was on you. <laughs> but then you really hit the brakes. Well, I hit that. To be fair, I hit the brakes about ten p.m. <laughs> so you know, I, I guess I, you know if I were in Chicago and I knew you were driving, yeah, I would have just guzzled them down. But yeah. Well, it's funny because I was, you know, it's when when I'm in Chicago, usually Neil drives, not always, but usually. And when he's here, I just, you know, I drive. I know where I'm going. But I'm the designated uh, driver, and he quit drinking like two hours before I did. So what does that what does that say? I don't, I don't know. I use you coming as an excuse to probably. <laughs> it's not like I'm normally on a Friday afternoon guzzling PBR Tall Boys, you know, or pints of PBR. But you know, you're here. I'm like, ah, eh, it's kind of just, you know, I'm treating it like a vacation too. You're taking a few days off from yeah. life. I'm taking a few days off from life too. So you said Friday, and I'm confused too. So today was Thursday. I mean, yesterday was Thursday. Thursday. Today yeah, is Friday. Thursday, it yes. feels like a Saturday, doesn't I, it? I think that's a premonition that I'm also going to be guzzling pints of PBR today on this Friday. <laughs> I have a feeling that might happen. So, but hold on a second. So I'm kind of forget. I'm kind of blanking already. So what did we do after we left? Uh, after we left the uh, South Side. Uh, we just came did back. We... Came back here for a little bit. I got a couple records in the mail. We were fingering my records. And then we, uh, <laughs> fingering the fingering the records. Uh, yes. Which is, I, I haven't been. I, I really. You know, I've, I've alluded to it, but my wife and I have spent a bunch of money recently, so I've been really kind of trying not to spend so much money on records. But I just happened to get two in the mail yesterday. One of them was for a review that was sent to me for free. And one of them was the Demolition 23 record I ordered literally while we were podcasting with Bones from... Uh, with Bones Brass. from Lower Class Brass. Yeah. We were talking about that record. And i got to tell you, I just listened to it. It was playing when Neil got here. It's so freaking good. Yeah, so introduce people to what Demolition 23 is if they don't know. So Demolition 23 is like the punk band of Michael Monroe, who is the singer from Hanoi Rocks. Yep. Hanoi Rocks was Swedish or... Finnish, I believe. Finnish. Okay, Finnish. Finnish. Yeah. Ah, those countries up there, they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Bunch of Nazis. But no, <laughs> no, just, kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. They're not Nazis. They're just idealized, blonde-haired, blue-eyed humans. Um, but uh, he was... So Hanoi Rocks was... They're, they're probably best known for the fact that Vince Neil killed their drummer yeah. drunkenly in his Pantera Razzle, going down right? a beer run. Yes. Yeah. But they were kind of lumped in with that whole glam glam scene, but they always had a lot of New York dolls and that kind of thing. Yeah. Them. So Demolition 23 is Michael Monroe, the singer's um, like punk band, but it's like Dead Boy style punk. Not, you know, it's not Ramonesy. It's more yeah. like that Rolling Stones dual guitar rock and roll type of punk. He, he, I mean, he was always well considered in the punk scene, yeah. Michael Monroe, even though they were more, more of a rock a band. Pass. But... I don't know how he got such a pass. You know, considering he used to wear his hair five feet above his head and they had the whole, you know. <laughs> the makeup. And when, I, when I was in high school, I dated a girl, not Mrs. Trauma, who loved his one solo album. I think it was called Not Fake in It, and she listened to it over and over again. And I don't know. That's the only solo album I ever heard by him. Hmm. But, uh, I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people swear by the Hanoi Rocks album. I, I have a couple. Say, uh, I have a couple of them. Oh, you do? Okay. I do on CD. I don't have on vinyl. Yeah, but uh, but, yeah, it, but this demolition, good. this demolition twenty three is a, a mix of like, like who's in his band? Do we know who, I who have the no guy? Idea. Okay, so anyway, so they do a lot of like punky, you know, rock and roll, like like Tom says, like Dead Boy style songs. But they also do a bunch of covers on there too. Yeah, they do a Dead Boys cover. They do a Johnny Thunder's New cover. Maybe not. They could do a Johnny Thunder's cover, and they yeah, do a, yeah. and they do a UK subs cover. Oh, UK subs, that's yeah. the other one. Yeah, and uh, it's really good. The whole thing yeah. is really good. now. It had been gatefold, uh, like a blue marbled. It's on Wicked Cool. So we talked about that when the lower class Brats guys on Wicked Cool is the guy from Bruce Springsteen's band. Oh, Little Steven. Little Steven. Yeah. Little Steven. 
Little Steven is Underground Garage, so Wicked Cool Records. It's the stuff he puts out is definitely rock and roll. It's not a punk label by any means, but he puts out some. He finds some cool, some wicked cool stuff. Wicked cool, that's right. <laughs> wicked cool. So I, this was, I mean, this was originally released what, like fifteen years ago yeah, on CD? Twenty, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So this was the first time it's been re-released on vinyl. Well, it? it's funny. It's funny how we got to it too, because I had never heard of this band. Now this goes back a year or two. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And we probably this is another guy we probably should have back on because he was a lot of fun, and I got to know him a little bit more after we had him on. Was we had Todd from the Cheats on? Oh, see, I don't remember this at all. I mean, I so was talking about remember, but, I remember but they about this. they covered Hammersmith Palais. They did, they do, yeah, which is right. one of the highlights of the record. Even though all the songs are great, it's only like ten songs. But uh, that's kind of because I had never heard of Demolition Twenty Three until I heard the Cheats version of Hammersmith Palais, which see, I, they play live. Which I'm going to see them later this summer, hopefully again. So see, I've heard another band doing a cover of Hammersmith Palais, so I never knew. Who was that? Was uh, uh, oh, it Woodshop or Woodshed? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. No, um, Dead End Cruises. See, I know that name, but I don't think I know the yeah. music. Yeah, so I had the CD back in the early 2000s when I was trying to find some new bands to, to dig. Sure. And uh, they do a cover, so I thought they wrote it. So <laughs> when I heard the Cheats do it, I was like, that's funny that they're covering the oh, Dead End the... Cruises. And then it's like, oh, no, it's a demo. It's funny that everybody covers song. that same song. Yeah, well, it was a great song. It is. It's a great song. Um, But originally it was CD only, right? So is this the first I, time I on vinyl? Know. I don't know. I think it might be the first time on vinyl. Let me go on the Google machine. Yeah. Do you want to uh, play a song that's appropriate to this release? I guess that would make sense. Are you going to do Hammersmith Palais? Are you going to do something no, else? No, I was going to do... Uh, just because we've done that. I know. I think we played that at least once or twice, even though it's a great song. I like this one because it's like about how all the cool rockers are dead, but all the scummy politicians don't ever seem to die. So this one is called... This is from the... So it's just a self-titled album. They only made the one album. And... Uh, I tell you what, I can't recommend it enough. Like I said, I just listened to it. Uh, this song is called The Scum Goes On. Or The Scum Lives On? The Scum Lives On. The Scum Lives On. Scum lives on. 
Boys and girls, that was Demolition 23. Originally, 1994. Holy shit, it's older than I thought. So it's almost 30 years old. Jesus. Not only that, Neil, but not only was it not released on vinyl, but it doesn't appear that it was released in the United States. Oh, it was a uh, a Japan, Europe, UK. Hmm. Spain. Spain gets their own? What the heck? So it was CD only, though, back in the day. Yeah. Interesting. Spain got it on vinyl in 2012. So let me ask, so where did you purchase this said album from? Why are you going to embarrass me in front of the listeners? No, I'm the the only place I could find it, I bought it on Amazon. I bought plenty of stuff from Amazon. I'm not a big fan of it. It, Here's the thing. The big thing with Amazon, I don't really want to buy my records from Amazon to begin with, but I've had such bad luck with getting them in poor condition. Beat up and whatnot. Interesting. If they warehouse them for any amount of time, they usually get beat up. New releases, like if you get something that's just coming out. But the thing is, I, I can my local shop is, I can get you know price wise they're real competitive and everything else. There's not really much reason for me to use Amazon other than being a lazy sod and just like okay, two days later this is. I must admit I have been eyeballing the overkill reissues, but we'll go to Vertigo later and I'll hopefully remedy that. So here's the deal with that, Tom. So just because you're purchasing from Amazon doesn't mean you're actually getting it from Amazon. I know. Because they have all those stores, right? So I've bought plenty. I've bought Horror Pops. I've bought, uh, what did I buy most recently? Um, Jeffrey Oikot. I got an album from Jeffrey Oikot because I can't get it anywhere else. Well, and that's that's my thing. If I can't get it, if if it's so... And, uh, I've, and I've never but, had that problem with things being shown up, oh, beat up. I I've bought maybe like terrible. five things from Amazon. Um, and some people are down on Amazon just because, oh, bad business model, all that shit. It's like, fuck that. Listen. Well, I just would, it's not so much anti-Amazon. I mean, listen, we have Amazon Prime. We pay for it every year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I never have to go into a store and be embarrassed to buy tampons again, you know, because <laughs> they just show up in the show on my front porch. You know? Perfect. But, uh. And I know my wife subscribes to something like certain things just show up, and, and it, so you know I don't, I don't want to be holier than thou about it. It's just more a matter of wanting to support the local. And we have so many friends that have record stores and shit. You know what I mean? It's just I mean that I mean that's great, but it is. I'm sorry, everybody, and you, you some people might be upset. It's a great fucking business model that so I can go online, order it today, yeah. and it'll be delivered. Well, maybe, it, maybe it, it is the ama- same day. It is amazing that the USPS has so much resources. And that Amazon passed them, zipped past them in a matter of you know, seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, I can get something even the same day, but definitely tomorrow. You know, by 8 a.m. Sometimes they leave, yeah. drop it off at 6 a.m. outside my fucking door. Well, that's fine. You know, I, need, I, I use, like, uh, you know, I shave my head and I, I use, like, the soap. Like, my wife doesn't like me to use shaving cream. I guess it's got cancer in it or something. What? I don't know. So I use, like, the little bars of soap and I have the little brush and I make my foam like a like an old-fashioned Holy barber. Holy shit, what are you, 1850s? Exactly. I use a straight razor. No. Fucking hell. And, uh, and so I just, yes, I needed some more. I just ordered them and yes, literally next day I have them right now. I haven't even opened them up yet. So Hold on, tell me about shaving foam and and, and I have a little. Cancer. I have a little dish, you know, like a little a dish and the, the soap is like a little hockey puck. Yeah. And I have this little brush and I... Get the brush wet, and I no, I know. I like whip it around, and I make my own. Right, I make my own cream. You know, I I whip up a batch of fresh batch of cream, and I I use that to shave my head. Uh, but why does your wife think that shaving, shaving cream causes cancer? In it. 
What is it? We we try to avoid the PCBs. I don't know some stuff that. Well, how is it still in the market? No, I mean it's not like it. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not eating the stuff. Listen, man. She tells me what to do. I just do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I pick my battles. You know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's certain things. Nah, I'm not doing that. I mean, if I go on vacation, I have a little thing of shaving. I'm not bringing my whole shaving kit. I'm not bringing my whole whipped cream kit with me on vacation. You know, <laughs> yes. I just have a little. He's got a bag just for his <laughs> fucking shaving. They, they won't let me on the airplane. They're like, "What is this?" <laughs> yes, open razors. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's it's funny because all that all that old fashioned stuff. You know, it's like you, everybody now with like the beard oil and all this like. Oh Jesus! Yes. Like, I think our friend Mikey used to sell a lot of that stuff. He did. Our sexy did. baby Mike. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Just all. I mean, so there's a big market for well, it. You know, had, and I could use a nice beard oil. It kind of like darkens and enriches your. It makes your beard strong. And so you look like a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, he had a. As if Mike didn't have enough businesses, uh, he used to have a business called Iron Heritage, where he sold stuff like that, beard yeah. oil and and you know and shampoo and shit like that and barber products. I don't know if he still does Iron Heritage. I feel like he might have sold that, but I can't remember. Yeah, I mean that guy's got fingers in so many pies, he's, man. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing. Why is it that some people are so ambitious and we're not? You know what I mean? Like this, he's just a hustler. You know, it's like I mean, like our buddy Matt too. Like they just, yeah, they just they see opportunity and they look to fill that opportunity. Well, they're not afraid, of, not afraid of failing, which I think is really, really impressive. Oh, there you go. You know, and you know, I just, I never really had. Oh Jesus Christ, this is getting kind of deep. I never really had a plan for my life. Things just kind of happened. Which, yeah, I agree whereas with the that. people who do, I I can really admire the people who do have a who have a game a goal like that and they mm. follow it. You know. Whether it fails or whether it succeeds, at least they had the balls to do it. I always get frustrated when my kids are in school and their guidance counselors are like, you need to make a plan for your life right now. These kids are like 14, 15 years yeah. old. It's like, oh, you're going to fail if you don't make a plan right now. And it's like, that's not how life works. Yeah. Here's how life works. You get on the road. You go down the road. You hit a T in the road. You go left or you go right. You make a decision at the time based on what you think is best for your life or maximizing pleasure and minimizing pain or whatever it is like an animal. And then you go down that road until you hit another T in the road. I mean, maybe there are people who make their own path, but for the majority of people, it's just, a, a le- you know, we're making left and right turns. That's it. And sometimes you look back and say, boy, that probably wasn't right. And I think most times personally, I regret the chances I didn't take more than the chances I did take. Wow, this got really deep. Punks like I coming at you exactly. with, some deep, with some deep thoughts. We're uh, like Dr. Phil now. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, yes. Ask us, send us your questions. Dr. We'll, Phil McCracken. We'll be happy, we'll be happy to exactly. answer your deepest, deepest questions. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good one, Neil, yeah. Tell us, your, tell us your problems. We'll tell you how stupid you are for being that pro- having that problem. How did we get off on that? Because I thought we were talking about uh, opening Demolition 23 records and playing that. Yeah. <laughs> You also showed me a new way to open records where you rub it on your leg until the cellophane yeah. comes up or something. That was yeah, another, another, I probably never remember to do that again, but it was kind of amusing. Another mic from Sexy Baby Tip. Yeah, so if you if you got your shrink wrap and you got your record on the on the opening side and you just rub it vigorously on your leg. That if you're wearing jeans, if you're wearing sweatpants, you're screwed. If you don't have any if you have shorts on, it might hurt. But yeah. um, I guess the friction uh, heats up the uh, shrink wrap and makes it open. So then you can just pop. And, there you go. and it opens up, so Beats no need take, for a knife. Beats taking a giant steak knife and potentially injuring your <laughs> yeah, stabbing gatefold, the vinyl. Your <laughs> I'm always afraid when I open the boxes when I cut the boxes open. Yes, gonna... yeah. Um, so a thing that Mike actually always says on his personal collection, he leaves the shrink wrap on. Uh, I, I, always, I, always, I always remove it because I don't know if you've seen it. After a while, if you have an album that's had the shrink wrap on, it can tend to bend the cover, hmm. like it could because the shrink wrap will shrink after time. And it will like bend the cover with it, so then the cover will bend a little bit. I, you know, I polybag everything as I yeah. know you do. I yeah. can't yeah. imagine what kind of animals don't do that. 
Just have their records just sitting. I mean, just every time you pull it in and out, they Dude. just... Because mine are too tight. I need to clear out some space. Mine are too tight. I had literally have to, like, force them in and out to get them out. I need to... Some of the people on one of the things that we follow, right? Punk's Not Dead on, on, face, on Facebook. These old geezers. Um, some of the old geezers, they'll pull out the Make singles. Make Neil look like a youngster. Classic singles that yeah. are worth a, actually worth a shit ton of money. And they just beat to fuck. Well, yeah, because the old singles too—they were just the paper sleeves. A lot yeah, of them, you know, yeah. not like now. Usually, it's cardboard sleeves, pretty nice sleeves. I'm, I mean, even even back then, when I was like 14, 15, I was just starting to buy records um, in '78, you know, and stuff. Even then, I I knew they should probably be housed in something to protect them because, like you say, they were paper sleeves. Normally, were just a fold. And a lot and of times, not even—they didn't even have an up. inner. I, that drives me insane now. A lot of people—they don't have the inner. Oh, we never did. See, I buy those. An inner sleeve, yeah. We I always put inner sleeves. Sleeve. I yeah. buy the inner sleeves because otherwise, you're just every time you pull it in and out of the sleeve, you're scuffing it. From the sleeve, like, like I said, the edge. It's not like a real record douche here, but well, the edges of the sleeve. Well, see, you, oftentimes, especially with punk rock, right? You were buying it because not just was the record great, but the, the, the artwork would be great. Yeah. I mean, the, the visual was just as not just as important, but it was sure. it was important, just like the just like the record was. And uh, there's nothing worse than some classic single cover or something that's just beat to dirty, beat to yeah. shit. Corners are all fucking beat up and stuff like that. So anyway, you know. That, once again, I forget what we're talking about. Opening shrink wrap, I guess. But yeah, go. Mike puts Mike keeps the shrink wrap on everything. Just mm. I mean, I guess if it's a if there's a big hype sticker on it, maybe I will. I was, Sometimes I rip the hype sticker out though and just. I try to, boy. Once again, getting really deep in the woods here. Yeah. <laughs> I try to really carefully peel the hype sticker off and like either stick it on the inner sleeve or if it's a printed inner sleeve, I'll stick it like literally on the inside of the record to try to preserve yeah. that but half the time I tear it half when I'm trying to take it off anyway so. I'll, I'll sometimes cut the hype sticker out of, of the poly and throw that inside see I hate it. that because it moves about well because the same thing with the download code every time I take the record out the download code falls on the ground like I, I never use the download code I should just I should just put the download codes online and say hey first we gotta use it it's Dude, all yours because this I is a really good question code. what kind of animals are still using download codes because if you're getting music off the internet, well, it's, I mean, you can download it in your collection as opposed to like a Spotify or an Apple where you can't keep it. But yeah, but how many people are actually doing that? How many people are, are doing that rather than who? How many people are doing that rather than belonging to Spotify or belonging? What to I really need when I buy an LP, since I don't actually have a record player, what I really need is a cassette copy. Then I can listen to it on my tape player and <laughs> <laughs> an eight track, yeah. busted ass eight track. Exactly. Um, all right, so we had lunch. Yeah, so Tom got his Demolition 23 album, and then another album by Billy Bugger and the Big Billy Bats Man. and the Made Men. I'm there sure I'll play a song from that later. I'm actually, I actually got a review copy of that. It was recorded by Joe Queer down at his Scabby Road Studios, and uh, it's on All Star Records, which is Joe Queer's label. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. We listened to a, a bit of it. It, it was, was pretty kind good. of raucous yeah. punk rock. Uh, yeah. A little poppy, but pretty aggressive. So anyway, I'll, uh, I'm sure I'll have more thoughts on that later and play a song. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, it wasn't bad at all. And uh, yeah, then we uh, you checked into the hotel, and then we actually had oh, that's right, we yeah, headed into town. Yeah, I hadn't checked, so I decided we were we, so we drank at lunch, then we took a little brief break because I don't even have any beer in the fridge, and then we were drinking by about four o'clock again. Yeah, so I decided. I mean, the last time I was here, I stayed at Tom's house, but Tom's got a lot of stuff going on personally. We talked about it on the last show, so I just decided I checked out this one hotel in town, yeah. the Roadway Inn. And uh, yes, now, I, funnily, other times I've checked in there. It's been like 120 bucks a night. 
It was like for Thursday night, it was it was fifty nine dollars. <laughs> it depends on like I think it depends on what's going on. Yeah. area wise, because once the hotels fill up in the cities, then they come out this way. So Friday night was on Friday night was sixty nine. So depends I depends if the rodeo's in town, you know. I guess. I guess yeah. Or the or the tractor tractor pull or something. Yeah. Um, so I just decided to book it at the hotel because it was so fucking cheap. So. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did. So I wasn't causing the trauma family any, any trauma. Meanwhile, nobody's here. I mean, the house is, the house is house empty. Is empty yeah, just us and the black bananas, and the, and the empty, uh, empty bunny cages for all the dead bodies. <laughs> they're not dead. We sold them to the Chinese restaurant. I'm sure they took. So they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just didn't kill them with a tie iron. Um, so yeah, so I checked in at the hotel, and then we went down to Grand Rapids. Now, Tom, how far is Grand Rapids from Coopersville? Fifteen miles. So it took pretty about, close. Yeah, it took about fifteen minutes, right? Yeah, we kind of putzed around a little bit. I didn't really know. Where... <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. I didn't really know where I was going, so I mean, I didn't really know where. I didn't really have a plan. I just started driving. So this was like four p.m. by this yeah. time, right? So you know, we've been to any number of bars in in Grand Rapids before. Well, and once again, like I said, I use this as an excuse to drink too much when you come here. I also sort of use it as an excuse to go to bars that I normally wouldn't get to. I'm it, it, despite my love of PBR and whatnot, I just I don't I don't really go out hitting the bars that often. I go to shows. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't just go to the bar to drink, except for locally with friends or whatever. So we decided to go to one that Tom had heard of before, right? But you'd never been to yeah. before. And what was it called? It's called Turnstiles. Turnstiles. And it was on like the, was it the west side of town yeah. or something? It was this sketchy, dodgy neighborhood. So we, we yeah, it looked, it looked fucking, it looked empty from the outside, didn't it? It looked like it was deserted. It looked like somebody was starting to tear the siding off of it and then just left it on the sidewalk. Huh. Um, so we go in and we were, there was like... There was a few people in there when we got there. Not yeah, a lot. I mean, I figured they worked there. It seemed like they worked oh, there or could something. Be. Could be. So we were like, we came and sat at the bar and stuff. And the bartender was a little standoffish at first, but he turned out to be really cool. Aspiring comedian. I didn't get his name. He was a nice kid, actually. Yeah, he was. He was. He had a good laugh with us at the end. And we were sitting there, and uh, my my old friend from Champagne, uh, my best friend from back in the day, he was the best man at my wedding, actually. Oh, there right? Yeah. Um, Tom Burke, also known as uh, AKA Tommy the Commie, um, <laughs> you know, very heavily invested in like union stuff and going on rabble rousing and stuff like that. So, did, did you call him that in college too, or did that come no, later? No, he was called Evil Tom in college. Oh, really? Yeah. And people, um, people always mistook us. People, because we both had flat tops back in the day, hmm. and we were kind of the same height. And uh, people always mistook us. It was, it was kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, but anyway, he lives in Grand Rapids. Yeah. And the few times I've been here, I've never got in touch with him. So I, I after spur of the moment, I just decided to text him and see if he was around and if, if he wasn't busy. And uh, texted me back right away. And then he came and met us like 20 yeah. minutes later. Well, he was a good sport, too. He was, yeah. I, I, I don't think he gets out much. He was having fun. No. He seemed yeah. like he was having a good time. Yeah. So Tom had never met him before, so it was the first time meeting. Yeah. And uh, I, I, to be honest, I didn't know how it was going to go, because when he first walks in, he gives Tom a couple of, a, a copy of some, like, Oh, it was like magazine. Union newspaper. Yeah, yeah some, like, it workers' was, newspaper or yeah, something. What's it called? Fight back, I think Fight back, yes. Fight back, yeah. So I was like, oh, this Which I think he's involved with some level, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I think he writes. I think I think he writes for it or something. So I was like, "Oh my god, he's not going to just talk about politics the whole time, is he?" But um, no, it went really well. He's no, we had a good we had a good yeah. time, and I mean, we did talk a little bit about you know his, his union stuff and the politics stuff. Listen, we're we're all adults. We're yeah, you know, we exactly. Can... Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, I don't, like you said, I don't think he gets out that much, and I don't think he hardly ever drinks. Yeah. So, but he was a good sport, and he, yeah. was, he was drinking with us. He had a pint of Killian's, like I was drinking, and yeah. stuff like that. And the more the more sips he had, the, uh, the more laid back. Losers, losers, yeah. 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 yeah, it was actually pretty awesome. I, I, it was actually it's, awesome. it's funny, I didn't ask him about a couple things that we wanted to talk about. That's right, but yeah, it was... So, so that was not only was Neil's best buddy back in the day, but they played. In, he was a bandmate of yours. Yeah. So in McWilson, my band, he was the original guitar player. Um, very, uh, he was self-taught, and he was very much in the Andy Gill gang of four. Well, he he even said he should have played drums. Like he never was. A, <laughs> I wonder if he. I mean, I wonder if he still has a guitar. Is he still? I, didn't I don't know. That. I don't know if he still has a guitar, but he was very staccato and stuff like that. Very angular the way he played oh, guitar, like a rhythm guitar. Yeah, like, like he played the rhythm more than the notes. Yeah. yeah. So um, we actually added a second guitarist, uh, Dave Teitelbaum, to pick up his slack. Yeah. Uh, Dave Ugly Bump, as we called him back nice. then, uh, and he was actually a really good guitarist. Hmm. So we actually had we had Tom doing the staccato, Dave Andy Gill, Dave Gill, um, Andy, Andy Andy Gill, Andy Gill, yeah, yes. doing that thing, Dead. and then and then Dave on his uh, on his on his gold on his gold top Les Paul, uh, you know, filling in and well, so he had a gold top Les Paul, so he was actually a musician. He was a, yeah, he's yeah. a good musician. Yeah. Did, I mean, didn't you say like most of your time in the band you had borrowed a bass or something? Yes, I never, I didn't know my own bass back then. Huh. I borrowed, but you know. A shitty guy house. There was, I mean, there was a digits, and uh, there was any number of bands. You mm. know, so first I was playing a Rickenbacker, which I borrowed off of Lars. That's a nice bass to borrow. Yeah, and then I borrowed because that was kind of big for me. So then I borrowed a Hagstrom from a guy that went on to play bass, I believe, with uh, Matthew Sweet. <laughs> so because he was a little dream. dude and he was a short scale bass, and it was perfect. For Did me. they have those stupid horns? Like it was one of those. No, it, no, it wasn't like that. Okay. No, it was, it was very minimal. But that was a great bass. I love that bass. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so Tom was our original guitarist. So we we talked about a lot about old times, and yeah. stuff like that. Well, a lot of uh, what happened to this guy, what happened to that. You know, if you ever hear from this guy, you ever hear from that yeah. guy, kind of thing. So it, it, it was it was cool, and you know, and. and Tom Drama over here is, is very, very social, so he can pretty much get on with anybody. Pretty much. Um, but, the, dude, that place, it felt, so the bartender told us <laughs> at 5 o'clock they were having some kind of... Real estate mixer. A real estate a real, mixer. Realtor mixer. Yeah. So all these fucking douchebags started coming in at about, about quarter five and just all... St- but This but, isn't a real working class neighborhood. Yeah, Most of the locals were wearing, you know, look like they just came from pouring concrete or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, it was not, uh, it was not a posh crowd. Suddenly, all these weird dudes came in that didn't fit with this bar at all. Really, some were wearing suits, but some were wearing like there was one guy in those fancy jeans and a big cowboy hat, like he thought he was in, like an extra from Yellowstone. Fancy pocket jeans. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I never felt prey to the fancy pocket jeans. <laughs> yeah, with all that bling on the jeans. But it was, yeah. It, it, <laughs> No, they'd look okay. Like if it was a if it was a lady cowgirl no. or whatever. No. no, they would look all right. But you don't you don't want a guy wearing wearing his on his wearing jeans. The, okay, I, I don't know this guy from Adam, but he's wearing the fancy pocket jeans, so ornate on the mm-hmm. back pockets, and his cowboy hat. And then he's wearing like like black Adidas dad sneakers. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, Let's go in the yeah. boots. Get yourself yeah. some ostrich least, skin boots or yeah, something. At least get some boots or something. Yeah. So it was very very. And everyone. So they set aside a side of the restaurant for them all to sit at. But for whatever reason, they didn't. They all sat around you us. You can't mingle at a table, Neil. You can't <laughs> mingle at a table. I mean, they all stood. I'm sorry, I didn't sit. They all stood around us at the bar, like surrounding us. It was really fucking loud. And they were talking all kinds of bullshit. And the bartender came over to us and was like, "I've never seen a crowd like this. This is fucking weird." So it was it a was Catalina a, wine mixer. Yeah, Catalina wine mixer. So uh, let's see. We stayed there for yeah, 
Yeah, we were there for like a couple hours, and then we went over to a place that we'd been before on the west side called the Fulton Street Pub, which is another working class. Yeah, another working Even though it's popular with the west side punk rockers. I don't know why, but... Yeah, um, well, that was weird, too. What's with the previous place? The soundtrack they were playing was weird. Like, the music they were playing? Yeah. I assume it was a Spotify playlist, like yeah, you said. Something. But there'd be something kind of generic Susie and crappy. And Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, but then they like played Susie and the Banshees. And then they played, specs. like, an X-ray speaker. And then, like, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they didn't even play, like, a fa- like a famous X-ray spec song. They played, like, a yeah. deep, like, genetic engineering from the first, you know, well, the only Identity, album, right? wasn't it? No, it was genetic engineering. Oh, genetic engineering. Yeah. Like, because you couldn't really hear it that well because it was kind of low, but yeah. it was just a weird mix of tracks. But anyway, that not, went, not a bad bar. I would go there again. I mean, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't yeah. bad. Well, he, he was boasting. He said they had really good food. He said they yeah, had they nachos had a in town. Ton well. of uh, different burgers. Yeah, give me a piece of meat and put lots of different weird stuff on it, and I'm a pretty happy man. You know, pretty happy. Well, dude, man. we're talking about that. Um, you know what? I'm going to play a song. Okay. Right, before we talk about Fulton Fulton Street Pub. Um, I am going to play... So, on the way down here yesterday, I was playing some, some different songs and stuff to keep me to keep me happy in the three-hour drive. And uh, one of the songs... One of the albums I played was that Buzzcocks album from, like, 2003. It was... Uh, it was, like, a black black cover. It almost, like, photocopied. Okay. And it was just called Buzzcocks. Um, if, if you've seen it, you'll know which one I'm talking about. So, I'm going to play a song off of that called Lester Sands. And this was actually originally off the Times Up bootleg from mm. like it was like from the um, Spiral Scratch demos. That Those they was did. an old song they yeah. didn't record till later. 19, yeah, nineteen seventy seven with uh, Howard Devoto singing. The, oh, originally wow. on gotcha. Times Up, it's Howard Devoto singing, but then they re-recorded it for this for two thousand three. So with, with Pete singing. Hmm. So yeah, so this is Buzzcocks with Lester Sands from Just gathers his trash And he's right here every day Let's 
inspired by your drive-in, huh? Yeah, um, and Lester Sand was actually... Uh, it was written about... Uh, do you remember the old uh, music journalist, Lester Bangs? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was so, American, wasn't he? Yeah, he was American. But I guess Pete Shelley had a big beef with him because it is pretty he? much dishes him in, uh, disses him in that song. Is he dead? I'd, ima- I'd imagine he probably is because he'd have to be like 85 or something by now. Because I think Lester, Lester Bangs, I think, was writing stuff in the early 70s. I'm trying to remember who he... He didn't write for Cream, did he? He, he might have done. Which I see Cream has started going again. Oh my gosh, I, it's funny because I look, it, it's like $20 an issue. <laughs> well, print, it's man. Insane. Print's insane. Print's difficult, Jesus, you know. I, I, oh, he died in 1982. Take okay. that, Lester Bangs. 1948, yeah. he was born, and he died in New York, New York. Yeah, Cream. Cream famously was out of Detroit back in its, its heyday, oh, okay. which is kind of novel in itself. But Detroit, man, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked about it before, but they, they, it was a mecca of music for, yeah. for a number of different reasons. Obviously, we had Motown, but, man, it was a rock and roll town, too. It was good stuff. Yeah, I mean, Cream. Um, now we I, got Lizzo. If it, was cre- <laughs> if it was Cream versus Rolling Stone, I'd always go Cream. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rolling Stone's still good. Rolling Stone's is still, it's always been a piece when of I was shit. When I was in Wisconsin in a small town in the high school library, I led read Rolling Stone religiously because it was literally the only thing I could get for for yeah. free, yeah. But Rolling Stone sucks. Mm-hmm. Anything that's not written by uh, by uh, Hunter S. Thompson politically sucks. The music reviews suck. They always they're they're not visionary at all. They right. they owe they, you know they don't acknowledge something's good until it becomes universally acknowledged. Right. They pay on everything new and innovative. So anyway, Rolling Stones can blow me. Jan Winter blow me. Does he still even own that shit? No, nah, I think he sold it out. Yeah. He's giving, you know, uh, Yoko Ono's getting uh, nine out of ten, uh, nine out of ten stars, and you know, the, for the first promotions of Black Sabbath albums are getting panned. Getting panned, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, I think that was some Native American Tom. That, no, that was my uh, Yoko Ono cover. <laughs> I think people just turned off. There we go. That's right, yes. Uh, so anyway, so after they we... They can't turn it off, Neil. They can't. They can't turn it off. So after we were done at the first place... Oh, we got them to put a sticker up, too, behind the bar, which yeah, was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Guys, and I think we hit a couple cool. in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, so then we went to Fulton Street Pub, Fulton yep. Street Inn, whatever it is. Uh, and Tom joined us again, even though we were in different cars. He came over. He was having yeah. a good time. So we went over there, sat in there. He had another beer. Yep. So he was really starting to get loose by this time. And... Uh, he got. It turns out I didn't know this. He's cheaper than Tom, which was pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, he got a burger and said it was one of the best burgers he'd ever had. I, I should have, in hindsight, I should have got that because we ended up skipping dinner and yeah, I kept drinking through, obviously, because yeah. you know. So you were drinking, a real man. You drank PBR the whole time. I did. Yeah. I think at the other place I had Killian's Irish Red, and I think I had a. I had a Hams, I think, at uh, mm. at Fulton Street. I think. Yeah, they had a lot of retros there. I think that sounds about right. So, anyway, from there, by this time, we'd found out that the medias were were canceling. Yeah, so we're kind of scrambling for what to do at this point. But the the warm-up band, Oil Change. Oil Change. Horrible, horrible name for a band. Um... They said they was they were gonna play anyway and add another opening band. So we it was at seven o'clock. So you wanted to see a show at that club because we've been yeah. in there to have beers or whatever, yeah. but it never seen a show there. Yeah, I'd never seen a show. So low stage, a real small little place. So Tom, Tom had bought tickets for medias and he was gonna get refunded for those. Yeah. So instead, oil change was like charging five bucks at yeah. the door, or whatever. So it was like you know just to go to see a it show. Was, in in hindsight, it was almost worth that. Yeah. So we went at seven, and what does the place hold? Like a hundred. Yeah, maybe 150. So I'd say, what, there was probably like maybe 35, 40 people in there, you think? 
which was at least 50. 50? It was a pretty good crowd. Yeah. I think a I lot mean, of them... Really, I was actually shocked how good of a crowd it was, considering yeah. the meteors dropped out. Yeah. But I didn't see a lot of the rockabilly crowd in there. I think a lot of them just probably bailed There was a couple it. of people that were kind of dressed to yeah. bit rockabilly. They didn't see not... many pairs of creepers. Yeah. No. Um, saw a guy in a coffin cat's jacket, but it was, that was about it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Grand Rapids traditionally has had a pretty decent rockabilly scene. There was a couple of local bands that were real popular. But we'll never know what. I assume most a lot of people got to the door and got explained what was going on. They're like, okay, yeah, they might, yeah, they might have left. That's true. So, okay, so Thomas told me about this place before. He's told me about Farmer John, <laughs> who apparently introduces. Does, now, does he own the place or he just introduced the I didn't bands. think he actually was. I thought he was just kind of like was there because he liked it, but he must actually work there because he was running the door. Yeah. So it, it is. It is funny, right? So it's a it's a small venue. And oftentimes when you go to venues, sometimes you see the same people, sometimes you don't, right? But uh, apparently Farmer John is a fixture, and the lady behind the bar, what's that? Do you know what Molly, I gotta Molly. tell you, she was the only waitress there last night. Yeah. She was busting her she ass. She was busting her ass, but she's the she's the lady with the gravelly voice. If yeah, you're a yeah. long time listener, she's a real sweetheart. But yeah, she talks like a dude. Yeah, but yeah, she. I mean, she looked good. She was all punked up for the night. She looked there good. You go. And. Uh, so we got a couple of beers. We were drinking Coors, I believe, by this time. Ah, yes, Banquet. That's yeah. right. I did switch to the Coors, Coors Banquet. Extra yeah. dollar a can, you yeah. know, accusing me of being cheap. PBRs are three bucks. Coors <laughs> Banquet's four bucks. Yeah, why'd you do that? I don't know. You know, I, I've, I've talked about this before, but since since I got COVID, my taste buds are just not as strong as they used to be. And I just, I like a cheap retro beer because I can actually taste it. Like if you give me Bud Light or something, I might as well be drinking lemonade. I can't even can't even taste it. Oh, so I just I, mean, find, a lot of I can taste the Coors Light or not the Coors Light. Forget Coors Light. That's basically like drinking your own piss. Yeah. But uh, Coors Banquet it just has a little more and PBR too. I could taste it. Yeah, Budweiser. So I had to drink like a full. And they kind of taste the same. To be honest, a lot of American uh, lagers kind yeah, of taste yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's the, uh, you know, I, I watched a lot of Cobra Kai. Johnny from okay. Cobra Kai, he loved the Coors Banquet. <laughs> that would be well, sur- a Coors Banquet surge. Do, and there were 16 ounce cans. Do course. you watch Yellowstone? You know what Yellowstone is? I right? know what it is. I haven't watched it, no. Okay. So in Yellowstone, you know, it's set in the, it's set in the um, ranch in Wyoming. Sure. Um, on, it's got Sam, day. Sam Elliott. No, it doesn't have Sam Elliott. Oh, does it? It's got Kevin Costner. He's okay, the main Kevin guy. Costner. Kevin Costner. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a good show if you like, you know... I haven't, I haven't seen it. Ranch either. dudes and horses and shit, but... I'm anyway. more of a Brokeback Mountain guy, Neil. Yeah, that you are. <laughs> but the reason I bring that up is because they must be partially sponsored by Coors, because that's all the cowboys drink in the bunkhouse. They've all got Coors Is it Coors set times? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like old fashioned. No, they they do a spinoff which shows you how they got oh, the God. land and stuff like that. But set in seventeen sixty nine, and they're drinking <laughs> Coors Light. Yeah, no, but this is modern day, so they're all drinking. Oh, they're all drinking Coors Light constantly. Hmm. Um, but anyway, getting did, back to did this. You, did you ever watch that show? I can't remember what it's called, but it was set in Wyoming. It was about a sheriff, Longmire. Did you watch Longmire? I think I have seen. That was a of pretty those. good show. We watched. I think it was on for four or five seasons. But all he drank was Rainier. Oh, okay. And I when I was a before. kid, there was a time where there was a where we could buy. I think it was Rainier Draft or Rainier something, and it was like that super like a case for nine bucks kind of beer. Hmm. So we drank a lot of it, but it was piss water. But I thought it was funny that they were drinking Rainier. Rainier, that's the beer out there. I guess it's out of Colorado or something. I think I misspoke there. I think Yellowstone said in Montana, not Wyoming. But anyway, same same anyway. same difference, right? right. Enough, different spelling. Beer talk. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, is it? so we get in there. And so they'd had to scramble to get an opener last minute. So it was pretty close to eight when we got there yeah. because the band started really the band had close. Started. Oh yeah, I think they'd already started. It was right around. Yeah. yeah, it was real close. And I, I, I dude, I don't want to be cruel. Uh, yes, you do. 
Well, the, the, the band, I mean, they could play their they instruments could, pretty could. well. Now, the first thing we'll say is, I can't remember the name of the band. It was written on the drum kit. It was Wood something. It was Wood school. Like, school like or Wood school. Woodshed, yeah. So it was a terrible name for Woodpecker. a band. It was a terrible name for a band. And, um, I mean, one of the things that was always, you know, imprinted on me as a young punk rocker is the band, A, should make an effort with their visual content. And These guys are not punk rockers, though. They weren't trying to be punk rockers, I didn't think. They can still look like a band. Look, because it just looked like four disparate guys would. It looked like a bowling team. Yeah. yeah, like one guy had a tie dye shirt on, one guy had like a like a an athletic zip up. Like a, yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, they just did not. They just looked like four odd. They looked like people who'd maybe joined the high school band camp or something and uh, and just wandered on stage. <laughs> Went to rock and roll fantasy camp. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what it looked like. And you know, and they could play really well. Yeah. They were really they were all the guitar good. player was quite good actually. Yeah. And the ba- they were yeah, they were good. It, it just wasn't musically it just wasn't anything we were interested in. No, not at all. That's, I mean, you know. Some of the songs were fast, but, but we're we're old geezers, <laughs> dude. Who knows what the kids are into, the you kids. know? And the bass, the bass looked like one of those ones where someone had said, uh, you know, Mom, I would like a bass for Christmas. Yeah. And she just went into a catalog and ordered some random bass. Well, you know? and yeah, it, it looks like a kind of bass that needs to be worn too high. Yeah. <laughs> like you're yeah. fucking just below yep. your titties. Exactly. <laughs> but like I say, they were very good. Uh, you know, they could do with the whole world. They only played for like 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, Mercifully, because it was like, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long half hour. So a lot of the a lot of the crowd were actually there to see them. I yeah. believe there was a lot of locals and stuff. So they got a they young, got a really good people. hand. In yeah. fact, one thing I've never seen before: one woman got up and started throwing money at them. <laughs> did you see that? I did. I saw them <laughs> throw a bunch of dollar bills around. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah. I assume First I, you I, buy yeah. me this bass out of a catalog, yeah. and then you throw yeah. money at yeah, me. You throw money at me on stage, <laughs> embarrassing me. But uh, yeah, they did their thing, and I guess it was last minute, and so it was it was all good. But the, fuck it, they were about to go off, and then didn't Farmer John get on stage and make them play one more uh, song? Yeah. <laughs> read the crowd, Farmer John. Yeah, read, read the, the crowd. crowd. But yeah. it was such a quick night. I don't blame him because like they want people there drinking, obviously. Yeah. And this show was over by what, like nine? Like, <laughs> a little after nine, yeah. it was over. Yeah. So yeah, because the the next band, so so the next band was this oil change for Grand Rapids. They are they they are getting some really good gigs. They're kind of uh, got a a national profile. Um, I'd never seen them. I've missed them a couple of times, but I'd always kind of heard good things. So I was kind of looking forward to it. But so it's oil change, like oi, with a, you know, with an exclamation point. point yeah. Oil change, just a terrible, terrible name for a band. So this is a thing that's happening, right? Like, remember when all the ska bands would have ska in the yeah. name of their band? It seems like this is going on again. Yeah, you got. Yeah, the people have got to stop. Even though they band. were barely, they weren't hardly an oi band. You know, they were like a spiky pogo punk type band that was what was crazy about it they have that in the name and they're not even an oi band that was that was a that was the first weird thing um there was three, an oxymoron cover oxymoron oi band a street punk yeah i mean what's Germany. street punk yeah. oi i mean it's kind of I, I don't know i they were in the street punk vein i would say so there were three piece yep um a girl playing drums yep. and guy on the left's guitar and singing and then the bass player who made all kinds of effort with his like yeah the blonde hair he looked like he looked like spiky uh, hair leather jacket he looked like he was in the briefs tall thin blonde no. hair he did, but he was getting it wrong because for some reason he had a, he had a chain going from his mouth to his ear, which is just fucking weird. I haven't seen people really doing that since seventy seven. Nineties, it, did, it didn't look good. Dude, the nineties, everybody had all those weird piercings. Yeah, and all it, that it, stuff. It, 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 so the briefs have got it right. The way the briefs do it, they do it right. 
because it doesn't look so manufactured to look. Mm. It just looks like that's the way they fucking are. Well, I'm sure this kid too. I mean, this is the way this kid I'm goes to his. This is the way this kid goes to his shitty job too. He dresses I like that. I think. I think he takes the chain out. I don't think he's got oh, that maybe. chain going from his ear to maybe. his to his mouth. Anyway, um, uh, Tom is going to be a lot nicer about them than I am. Uh, they, uh, the funny thing was, you would think when they changed to headlining, you think they'd have played at least close to a full set. But it looked like they were I mean, still playing the opening set because it was like, what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes? Yeah, maybe 25 minutes. Well, and then Farmer John got him to play one more song, and they shouldn't have. They hadn't rehearsed it. It was really... It was awful. It was really bad. I don't think yeah. they were in the same key. No, and then... Uh, okay, so... All right, Tom, you, 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 give, you give us your impressions first, and I'll give mine. The sound was not very good. We were... Matter of fact, we were yelling, turn the guitar up, turn the guitar up. Because it, all you could hear was bass, and the guitar was really low, and the volume was much lower than the other band because the the girl playing drums was kind of small. She just didn't hit the drums nearly as hard as oh, right. The, so the, which was nice. That first band was actually loud. My ears are ringing. I don't know which band did that. Of course, Pyramid Scheme was pretty loud too. Um, but they were not very tight, uh, considering how much of a high profile they have, and the drummer really seemed to be struggling. Yeah, I, I'm totally infatuated with this girl. By the way, she is cute as a button. I, I really, I really, uh, I was watching her drum, and it was a lot of fun. But she, she really seemed to be. It was a lot of fun because the boobs were bouncing. Watch. Well, Joe, she's just, I don't know. She's just cute. What did I tell you, man? I'm sort of infatuated with this girl. I mean, she could be my daughter, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. um, it, it was just, yeah, it was, it was real sloppy and not, not very. It was not a. If, if this was the only thing I'd ever seen by this band, I'm certainly not going to be blown away by them. It was, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, so that was Tom being nice. Uh, I, I, oh. I thought they. Oh, well, there's Sheena. Oh, hi, Sheena. She, Sheena, you know she, Sheena saying she thought they kind of sucked too. The sun is shining in here, and she wants to go out and lay around in the sun, which is good for her. That's a good girl, yeah. So, I thought they were. I was expecting, because Tom had told me, you know, they're starting to do big things, so I'd expected, like, a, at least a professional, adequate band. And they reminded me of a band that had had two practices and were doing their first gig. Because I hate to say it, the drummer might be cute as a button, all that stuff. She couldn't play. She <laughs> yeah, could she, not she play. She couldn't carry a beat. She was definitely struggling. Now, someone told me that she just had surgery or something, yeah. which that's I mean, that's too bad. I you know that is too bad. But if you if you're not physically able to play, then don't do the show. So they should have probably just canceled the whole thing because she she literally could not keep a beat. It was a couple times she like she like missed completely, and um, the, the, thing, the, the thing, guitar went out of tune. It was just it was so that was the thing. So we're like the guitar needs to go up. The guitar needs to go up, and then it's like oh yeah, oh dear. Because, Turn it down. Because Turn it down. The, the it was slightly just slightly out of tune, and the tone just wasn't wasn't quite there. Yeah. So tell me about this guy behind the mixing desk because you would have thought it would have been easier for him to mix a three piece <laughs> than it was for that opening band. <laughs> But the sound was way worse for the three pieces. I know I've described this band. guy before, I think. But you know, the funny thing is, Farmer John's up there. You know, the best, the best sound mixer in Grand Rapids. See, the thing with, with the Tip Top, it's a small little place. In a perfect world, you have a sound system that's too big, and then you can turn it down. The sound system at Tip Top is small, and you have to crank it up, and that, that creates some sound issues. So I don't think they have a. I mean, you see his little mixing board stuff. So it's not like he's got some huge. Right. This is not a place with huge. This is not the House of Blues, you know. Right. It, it, and uh, it, it, the guy who mixes sound, he's been there forever. He looks like a 1920s movie villain. He wears like old-fashioned suits, and he's his like facial hair is like. <laughs> ridiculously black for his yeah. age you know yeah, yeah. and uh, 
But, you know, I think he does all right, considering what he's got to work with. But it was the sound was not... It just wasn't full. And I get it's a three-piece, but it just did not have a dynamic sound. It sounded like kids playing in the basement. Yeah, it certainly didn't. It As, you know, as bad as the bands as were, the sound actually would Well, and the, it the first help. band was better sound-wise, though. Much better. Um, so I, I don't know... It's always kind of weird when the it was we had that before where where the opening band sounds better than the headliner usually I don't know. So I think we were right that first band I believe because I remember they just I took a photograph of them as they were playing. Yeah. So I think it was Wood School. Wood School. That was the name of the band. Yes, that's a, that's that's pretty terrible. Um, but yes, so I'll I'll put photographs of. So I, on the, on the, the thing. funny thing is, and I was and I their demo the um um all change. Oh, Change's demo is online, and I I think it's I, I enjoy it. I think it's pretty good. Neil was like, "Yeah, it's pretty average," but I thought it was pretty good for that style of music. So let I'll tell you what. Well, it sounded much better than they did live. Let's put it that way, which is always let's let's let the people decide. Now, right. This is Oil Change, ten years. That is the very poorly named Oil Change from Grand Rapids, right? Are they yes. vocals to you? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, they so, a, and they got a record coming out on Dismantled Records, which is a pretty cool little street punk label. Hmm. So, and did I you, look forward to hearing it. Did you say that the sing, oh, the bass player guy, the Mr. Uh, Mr. Blunt, or Spiky Man, um, didn't you say he used to be at a band called the Chernobyl Babies or something? No, I think the guitar player. Oh, okay. Um, 
I, the Chernobyl Babies were popular in town about 15 years ago. Kind of a spiky band. Pogo punk band. I said, we, no, I haven't played for over 10 years. I haven't played like at a bar for over 10 years. Um, but that some remnants of the Chernobyl Babies we played with in an earlier in earlier form. Actually, a really good rockabilly band called Al and the Black Cats, which was weird because they 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 toured Europe and stuff. Like they had a they had a European following. That rockabilly thing, I guess, is still pretty big over there. Hmm. But we played with them at this little bar that's burned down now. Coincidence? Maybe. So on the, so this was over within. I mean, both bands played for about twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so, it, was, it was a real short show. So we were pretty much out of there by nine. Now. Also in town, at a place I've been to with Tom yeah, to drink not before, seen a show never seen a show there called the Pyramid Scheme, which is yep. one of the better alternative venues yeah, in town, yeah. right? It's not a punk venue by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a cool little indie venue. Yeah, holds what? Four, five, four, four, five hundred? Four twenty. Okay. Coincidence? Um, I don't know. So it was, and that's in the middle of Grand Rapids, right? You're right downtown. So Tom had gone... Right by the uh, cop shop and the homeless shelters and... So Tom Burke had gone with us to the oil change. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. Now he, he yeah. wasn't. He didn't drink once. He we didn't got drink. There. No, I think he was done by that time. Nobody and left. He, a, nobody left a tab open for him. And, and the funny thing is, everywhere we go, <laughs> yeah, everywhere we go, he knows people. It's so weird. The one, the, one of the last times I met him down in Evanston, we were drinking at our local, the Celtic Knot, and we were drinking in there at the table in the window. And uh, you know, Laura and I know a couple of people in there. But he's just sitting there and he bangs on the window and some people he knew, some people just walking by on the street. It's so weird. He knows people everywhere. Well, he worked with the guy he was sitting with at the end of the day. They were stagehands together or something. So, so uh, yeah. So, so we left him there. Yeah, we left him there talking to this talking to this guy that I guess Tom used to know from bands back in the day. I remember. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know him well. Yeah, pretty unfriendly guy. Seen to put guy, out actually. some airs. Yeah, seen to put out some airs for a guy. Yeah. Who, uh, like normally when you used to run into someone that you've you'd known from back in the day, there's hugs and there's shakes. Yeah, well, you saw what, when I ran into people at the pyramid scheme, yeah. everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody's flat hand and stuff, but this guy was just super standoffish. I am, I am a weird. very, I, I am a real social person, you know, yeah. you know, I, I, yeah. I try to collect friends. <laughs> I might need a favor one day. Yeah, yeah. Someday I'm going to need some people to speak to the judge, and I need them to have nice things to say. But anyway, I don't think this guy is going to do you any favors because yeah, he was he yeah, was yeah. very he was very standoffish. But anyway, so we decided to leave and go to. Uh, we said goodbye to Tom because he wasn't going to come with us to Pyramid Scheme. So we went to Pyramid Scheme. I had no idea what to think. I was thinking because we're going to see a band called City Mouse, yeah. who Tom has talked up before, and you know, female fronted punk rock band that yeah. I, I like quite a bit. So reasonably not famous, but reasonably big. They, they have a record. Rapids. Out and it's yeah. alive, and uh, there. The thing is, she's originally from I think Riverside, California, but she's always had different people in her band. Um, but for a couple of years, at least, she lived in Lansing, hmm. so they would play over here pretty regularly. I had never seen them, and I always kind of felt bad about because I love the record. I got. I never. I think they have three seven inches and a twelve inch. I have every one of them. I'm, I'm a fan. So I was thinking. I was thinking, imagining you know, it might be like. 150, 200 people yeah, in there or something like that. Either. It was not like that. So we get to the pyramid scheme park right on front, which is funny. Uh, you can't take two steps without getting hit up for. Dude, there's a lot of beggars down there now. We were literally right out in front, and I got I got hit I got bagged off of twice. Yeah. Just well, fucking dude, on the crazy. way out, I think a homeless person asked you if you had any ramen noodles. Yeah, I said, do you have money? Do you have money for ramen noodles? Oh, money for yeah. ramen noodles. Yeah. It would be great if you just... You know what? Next time I go down there, I'm just going to bring actual ramen noodles, like the four for a dollar kind, yeah. and just whip out the... I don't have any money, but you can have this package of ramen noodles. Yeah, I mean, what's he going to do with ramen noodles? Just going to suck on them? <laughs> but there was... Well, I was out there... 
I had my my first cigarette of 2023 out there. I was I was kind of waiting for you to come out, but I, I went out and had a smoke with Jeff. No, I, I didn't want to just be hanging on all the time. No, you know? no, it was fine. I mean, it was whatever. You know, you kept yourself entertained. The band, the the we well, saw the third and the fourth band, and they set up so quick. I had one cigarette. Now it took me forever to smoke because I don't smoke anymore. But by the time we came in, the band was playing. Well, so hold on, let's roll back a second. So when we first went in. We saw some people having a smoke outside, outside the yeah. venue, and Tom immediately knew who they were. Now tell, tell people who they well, were. Well, it's funny because I I, I, uh, I know Josh for quite a few years. He played drums in the Bloody Lips originally, and I just I just know him. He's a nice guy. He plays in a goth band called The War Between. That's pretty fun, too. Which guy was he? The tall, the big tall guy. The big tall, like, he seemed drunk as a skunk, but he yeah, seemed yeah, a lot of fun. Be. He seemed yeah, like yeah. a nice no, guy. He is. He's a nice guy. Um, and then I said to Neil, I said, I think that's, um, I think that's Zach from Pears. Who I know they're all kind of friendly with some of the Grand Rapids people. Zach spent a fair amount of time. And and uh, so you go inside and I come back out. And I'm like, hey, Josh, how you doing? He's hugging me. He was pretty pretty bomb, you know. And then Jeff, who's an old-time punker I've known for many, many years. And uh, I'm like, is that Zach? And they all had, like, black on their nose. Like, they were doing something. Yeah, I don't like know what black was going on. on the news. Like, they would be in clowns or something. Said, I don't know. He said, it's yeah. Ash Wednesday. I'm like, it's Thursday. I, I don't know what it was. But they were just goofing around. But, uh, yeah, so Zach, the singer for Pears, who are a pretty well-known band in their own right, is being the touring bassist for City Mouse. Yeah, so that was weird. So how do you, how do you know him? Just from seeing him, seeing Pears a number of times or something? Yeah, just, you know, he's friends with friends. I yeah. saw So I saw Pears a couple times, and he came into town one time to do a Sex Pistols tribute where they did the whole Never Mind the Bullocks album. Actually, I think they did about ten songs of it. Before it all fell apart, he's literally reading the lyrics off his phone. Like, it was pretty. That's funny. a bit embarrassing, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then I saw him do a solo set at the. He does a solo thing too. We saw him do a solo set. Hmm. It just like I said, friend friend of a friend kind yeah. of thing. Now, One summer I saw him like three times, and we hung out a couple. Of, I mean, not like hung out. I don't want you to get the impression we're not friends, you know. But but we're friendly. I know who he is. So he lives in Grand Rapids. No, he lives in New Orleans. So how is he here so often? I don't know. He's got friends here. Maybe he has a girlfriend here or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But he's he's a he's a fun guy. But it's weird because you know what? I don't know what's going on with Pears. You know, the rhythm section has been kind of in and out. But it's him and the guitar player are the main dudes that have been there. And Pears are one of those bands where they seem like they could probably make a living doing it or close to it because they had some success. But I don't know. They just can't seem to can't seem to get it together. And I, I think maybe Zach doesn't like to tour. Hmm. But I thought that, but now he's on the road. Or maybe the other guy doesn't like the tour. I don't know. Yeah. But it's funny because Pears are a pretty good draw. You know, they would have had 150 people if, if Pears would have been headlining. Meanwhile, he's playing the show. You know, there was 30 people there at the end. It was pretty sparse. We were up by the stage. It wasn't like, I mean, I've seen worse. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got to tell you, I was pretty impressed with Zach's bass playing. He did a good job. He he did. He, you think of him as like this weird shirtless singer who kind of just crawls around like a gorilla on the floor <laughs> and does. I mean, he's a great front man, right? Like in the club, especially. He's very. Uh, I mean, it's kind of shticky, but he's. Uh, I don't know. It was. It was weird. Anyway, so we go in, and by this time, because it was nine thirty, by this time we'd missed the first two bands because it was full band. Well, playing. Zach said they were supposed to go on at ten fifteen, and the other band, the third band, I don't know what took them so long. They took so long to set up. 
Yeah, they would do it in the soundtrack. And they they were basically starting at the time that yeah. that that uh, not Piers, that City Malls were supposed to go on. So so that band was called Death Kill Overdrive. Death Kill Overdrive. And they so not we, as bad as the Woodpeckers or whatever no. the other band was, but it, not a, not an amazing name for a band. So we just missed Boob Sweat, I guess, who are local yeah, faves yeah. or something. I'm friendly with those yeah. kids. They're nice, so, nice kids. Yeah, so uh, I would look for some. Actually, I looked for some of their music online. I was going to play some Boob Sweat, but I couldn't find any. So yeah, you look. Yeah, do a Google search for yeah, Boob Sweat. Boob Sweat. All you see is he's. <laughs> Yeah, yes, exactly. you might find some good stuff. Um, so yeah, when we first went in there, actually, we we all—I mean, Tom obviously knew a lot of people in there, but I saw Cole as well, who we've had on the show before, yeah, yeah. and you know, we're kind of friendly with. So we talked to him, and Tom was talking to with a couple other people from Boob Sweat, I believe. Yes, right? yes. So anyway, Death Kill Overdrive, come on, and uh, they were—they uh, were interesting because they had a—they had a uh, girl bass player, yep. who was in the middle. And Wait, I could almost build. Side. I could build a really cute all-girl group. From yeah, the, you could from have the, done, pieces, from the people we saw. From the pieces yeah. we saw. Yes. With the, yeah, the drama. I'd be like, hey, who's that creepy? Who's the creepy runaways manager guy? Oh, like yeah, Kim Fowley. Kim Fowley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Terry, uh, Tim, uh, Tom Fowley. Um, <laughs> so they were interesting because they were. Some of the songs were super pop punky. I mean, super like generically pop punky. Musically, they were pretty aggressive at points. Yeah, um, they were they were very good musically. After seeing Oil Change, seeing a professional band was actually it was well, really, I think really the refreshing. sound system and all that stuff helps quite a bit. You know what I mean? I think yeah. the the Pyramid Scheme has got a big sound system. They have big bands. There. Yeah, they're professionals. I mean, I saw the Swan. I saw Swans play there. Oh wow! Blew out the sound system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it was it. So they do some generic pop punky stuff. Yeah, a bit aggressive, but yeah, very pop punky. Um, with the guy singing, and then the girl sang at least one or two songs, and her songs were actually really different. So the songs she played, they were almost more post punk, like a Sonic of, Youth, kind like of a thing. Sonic yeah. Youth kind of vibe, and they were actually much more interesting well, the, than the, the pop punky the stuff with, they did. So they had two male guitar players, and they both sang, and there just was something about the voices that just it just was too like. Bowling for soup for me. It just was too. Yeah. Because musically, I thought they were actually. I actually liked the music. Yeah. It was kind of a. It was kind of aggressive, but they were all right. I mean, they yeah, were, they were. They were. Fine. They're from Iowa. Yeah, they were absolutely fine. I mean, yeah. they, no, I think no they were on tour with City yeah. Mouse. Now lurching about all night was um, an extraordinarily drunk fellow that Tom no, oh, has yeah. known yeah, for yeah. a long time. Oh, do you think that was extraordinarily drunk? I'd say he was in the middle of where he normally is. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, tell us a little bit about him. Well, he's just been around forever playing in bands. His yeah. name's Jeff. They, kinda, they call him the, uh, the mayor of Grand Rapids Punk because he's been around for so long. He's got a lot of great stories. I mean, you've known him since the early 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, Seen him around. The yeah, our paths have crossed many, many times. It's funny because sometimes, because if he really is heavily drunk, he doesn't remember me. <laughs> Even though we've known each other for many, many years. But yeah. no, he's, he's a good dude. He, like I said, yeah. he's, he's a lifer, man. Punk lifer. He's in his 50s, and uh, I think he still lives in, you know, I don't know if he lives in a punk house or not, but he, he's, yeah, he's still like he's, just, he, he's a lifer. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about. He doesn't about have any of the creature comforts that the rest of us posers right. have surrounded ourselves with. So, I mean, he, you know, we talked a little little to us about music and the records and stuff like that. And um, apparently she knows what's coming back in. Yeah, apparently. Oh, shut up. Letting you know. Uh, but anyway, so this is she's deaf. She barks so loud because she's deaf. She has to get a good resonation going. Come on, dummy. So when he was talking to when he found out I was English, 
and older, he started asking me about some old bands, and it looked like he was having a really hard time getting his memory back to what some of those bands are. But anyway, so one of the bands he asked me about was Toxic Reasons, and uh, I said, yes. even though they're not English, uh, but... Uh, was it one of the guys English? Tufty was, yeah. 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 So, uh, but anyway, he asked me about them, and I was like, yeah, I've seen him a bunch of times. So anyway, I'm going to play a Toxic Reasons song. I'm going to take a leak. So, okay, I am going to play Destroyer from... Um, it was a single, it's not the second album. Um, and it was a B-side to God Bless America, the 7-inch, I believe. So, yeah, this is Toxic Reasons with Destroyer. from our sponsors. The Lark! The Lark! This is the year of the Lark! The beautiful 1960 Lark is the car of the year today. The six new bright and colorful styles will steal your heart away. You'll love the new convertible Lark, the only one of its kind. The four-door wagon for work and play leaves all of the wagons behind. Look at the Lark! To travel in style, your shirt is home, and that's per mile. Look at the beautiful, practical, lovable, drivable, turnable, parkable Lark. The You're listening to Tom and Neil on the Punk Till I Die podcast. One thing, one thing I will say is you have to pee a lot, but you do pee extraordinarily fast. Yes. Like you're done within like 30 seconds. 
Yes. So that's pretty impressive. I have a prostate the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> probably. So tell much. I haven't measured it recently, but. Do, do you pee a lot in the night? Because I do. I always pee about 3 o'clock in the morning. It's a real drag. Um, you know, last night I didn't because I didn't drink much water. But I drank lots of beer, so I just slept through. Uh, sometimes. I have I have really bad sleep apnea, too. Oh, you did. I really need to have one of those machines. A sleep apnea dark machine vader, or The dark bathing yeah. machines. But the doctors, I don't, I don't know. One of these years I'll get one. But what I really need to do is get better shape. Then I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be working too well for me, so... But anyway, so Tom, again, like I said, he knew a lot of people there last night, and he was handing out stickers left and right, so that was cool. People yeah, yeah, we got, we, we, Well, it was yeah. funny when I when I was talking to those young kids, I said, we do this, oh yeah, we know that. I'm like, it always surprises me when, because we, we have people that listen from all over the country, obviously, and all over the world. we got still got two people in the Congo listening to us, but, um, you know, locally, I don't... I don't I just I don't know who knows and who doesn't know, so it's it was it was, it was fun. Anyway. So you don't know if they actually do with whether they're just I don't know if they're nice. Listeners. Well, yeah, yeah, but at least but but there wasn't like uh, there was clearly a recognition yeah. there that, that we do it, which yeah. even that is you know yeah. these are like I said these are young kids these are these kids were, could be my kids yeah they could well, be Neil's well, grandkids. Well, we say young kids, they're probably in their thirties. <laughs> Come on, Neil, I took a, yeah, I took a dig at you, deep dig at you there, and you didn't even hear it. Dang yeah. it. Yeah, they're not they're not they're not fifteen year olds. These yeah. kids, these kids are. Uh, yeah, they're, no, they're in their twenties. I would say, but all right, maybe I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. It's hard to tell. They all start to look the same after a while, don't yeah, they? Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, some whippersnappers. Anyway, so eventually, uh, City Mouse came on. I didn't know what to expect because I'd never heard him before, and. Uh, and they were good. So, yeah, like you said, what's his Zach? Is that his name? Yep. Zach was playing bass in yep. the middle. And he was, he was a good bass player. And the main... they put him in the middle, right? Considering yeah. that I thought that the too. singer, her name is yeah. Mitski. She's... Uh, what's her name? Mitski? Mitski D? Okay. So, and she stands on the left. But she sings all the uh, Stage right, right? Stage right. As you're looking at the stage. Yes. Yeah. I, if the band was playing... Yeah, for the, the drummer, side, she's on the left. Yeah, yes. she's on I the mean, left. I, yeah. I, for a stage well, right, yes. It's funny, too, because you see bands, and you see them three or four times, and they'll have the same thing, and then you'll see them, and they get a different... I always just assume that bands would just... Like, they always do the Once same you figure thing. it out. Yeah. But but yeah. I know when we played, we never did that. We never had a, I'm on this side, you're on that side. We never we had just, that. You just would, because that's kind of... But, so it's, we just yeah. do whatever. We just, you know... Susie Moon, every time we see them, it seems like Patty switches to a different side. It's weird. It's hmm. weird. Like, when we first started seeing him, he was on the right. Then he switched to the left. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Huh. Um, so, City Mouse were good. I mean, yeah. I, I, do, I don't really know how to describe them. You know, they're pretty much just a straight-up punk band. A little bit of pop punk, maybe. She's got a very husky voice, like, where she could do... Yeah. Like, she could almost sing, like, soul music or something, right? But if all... Okay, so... They're not spiky punk. They're not no, no. go punk. It, I mean, it's pop, not, punk. It's, it's pop punk. You think, you you think pop punk? I mean, because I yeah. when you say pop punk to me, I think Mast Intruder, Teenage Bottle Rocket. They didn't sound at all like that. Yeah. So I don't really know how to describe. I, I would, still, what they I would did. still put it in the pop punk field, but uh, just real. Her songs are real personal and really. Uh, like yeah. I, said, I, I love the record. It's called yeah. Get Right. Is it called Get Right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I got a nice black and blue swirled. I don't know. Copy of were they it. selling stuff? They were selling merch. That's like yeah, a lot had of merch. A, they had a bunch of LPs. Night. They had a yeah. bunch of. Uh, I went up there and looked. I had already had all the. They didn't have any vinyl that I didn't have. Oh, okay. Um, and you know, I've been spending. I had some cash on me, but I had spent a bunch. Of, you know, we had to pay to get in. And I was my original plan was to go to the meteor show, and I figured we'd get late enough over to the pyramid scheme that they would have abandoned the door. Oh, so we, so we, could, pay. we could get in for yeah. free. We've done that before. I remember one time Scott and I went and saw Social Distortion at the big. 
corporate venue in town, and then we went over and watched Mustard Plug play at the end of their set, but we just snuck, snuck in, in, you know? Not snuck in, we just walked in, but... It depends like We're not that, sneaking though. anywhere at this point in my life. I'm not really a sneaker. I'm more likely to knock you out and walk past you than to sneak by you at this point, so... Yeah, but local bands and stuff... Oh, can't take that, Tom, I'm afraid. Wow, that Tom's is... trying to call me. Is he? Yeah. Um, hey, don't talk about anything we talked about last night. I don't know if he divulged, <laughs> yeah. any, divulged any deep secrets. He maybe wants to go out again tonight, dude. Maybe he's... Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's up for it. Uh, so... You know, oh yeah, so at one point you actually went out and you, you bummed a cigarette off of uh, Jeff, yeah, drunk Jeff. And, I really don't uh, need a whole cigarette. I only need like three puffs. It, it took me forever to smoke this thing. Yeah, it knocked my just makes me a little, a little wobbly in the legs nowadays. Good old wobbly Tom. Uh, yeah, so then you went out and we came. Back to, but I was out for what ten minutes. Yeah, and I came he, back in the band. The band was playing. Yeah, well, it's so funny. They the were, other band took like a half hour. It took longer than Kiss at the Forum to set up, and then the freaking headliner takes five minutes. So City Mouse were. Uh, sound checking, but then they right when Just they went on. right into playing the songs. Like you didn't even know if it was they were actually still uh, sound checking. It was weird, but they, they sounded great. The sound yeah. was good, and uh, yeah, they were. They, they, it's I funny, enjoyed it's it. funny, right? Visually, they were funny because she's like, uh, I think she's probably Mexican or something. I'm not positive, but she's got like this Betty Page haircut, you know, and uh, wearing like a short dress, black dress, and. Uh, Zach is just, you know, he looks like a rock and roll guy. He's just bouncing around on stage. And the other guitar player looked like Tattooed like Santa dad. Claus. Yeah, right? he, he kind of yeah. had a big white, yeah. big white beard. He was very good playing an SG, beating on his SG. He was, he was a very good guitar player. They were very well rehearsed. They were tight, you know, yeah. very tight. Tight as hell. Drummer just kind of looked like a normal dude. I think he was wearing a Crass t-shirt, though, wasn't he? It was a Crass was logo, it? but it was something else. It oh, said something it? like Gash or Crass. Ah, uh, oh. one of the rip-off. Yeah, some rip-off Crass Punk's logo. Punks love to rip off each yeah. other's logos. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, is probably vaguely humorous if you understood the inside joke of it. I, I didn't. Uh, and they were, yeah, they were good. They played for about, what, 35 yeah, minutes, maybe 40 30, 30 minutes. minutes. So, you know, yeah. about what you want them to. Not too long. I was waiting for you to get antsy because Neil typically doesn't make it to the end of the... But it was nice and early. Yeah. I mean, because you, know, yeah, you were home before midnight. To home to the roadway. Yeah, we went midnight. to two different shows, yeah. saw four bands, and we were still home before midnight. Well, it's and crazy. It's, it, it's nice on a Thursday night. The Pyramid Scheme, when they first opened, I swear the first band went on until like 10. It was always so late. Always go till after midnight. Yeah. And eventually they adjusted that, which is nice because, man, even on the weekends, I don't you know. You know, you go to somewhere on the weekends, a place especially where it's just, you know. They don't, you don't really pay a cover or anything. You're just in there to see yeah. the bands. It started like 10 o'clock. No, I had stopped drinking by this time. Because I, now for me. I did not. For me, I'd, I'd had six beers by this time. So I had three with lunch. I had two at, uh, what's the place called? The first place we went to? Turnstiles. Turnstiles. And then I had, I had at least one at, uh, at Fulton, State, Fulton County Pub or whatever it is. Um, so I was like six in. So I, that's, that's a, that's a full day for me. So I actually didn't drink anymore. Because uh, I didn't want to feel hungover and shitty today. So, but Tom kept drinking. But he was he yeah. was he was still pretty restrained. I didn't get drunk. It no. wasn't. It I mean, Ripper aren't drunk. It wasn't even close to Brow House and Lombard, Tom. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, was well, that was extraordinary. Well, that that was me being on vacation. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, it's all good. And we all walked good. to the hotel. It wasn't yeah. like I had to drive. Yeah. I had to drive last night, so I was responsible. Yeah. I probably had maybe ten ten tall boys. Yeah. So we so we let yeah we left <laughs> maybe ten beers. I was, yeah. <laughs> so we probably left. I'd say at eleven. It was all done at like eleven, and uh, yeah, a little after. You know, I kind of wanted to talk to Mitski because I do. I kind of actually would like to have him on the podcast. I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of the fur music. I think they got a new record coming out, so I'll reach yeah. out with the. We're going to ask him whether you all had some weird black shit on the noses. That was very odd. 
They were, uh, having, anyway. they were having fun, Neil. They were, were trying to have fun. Is that what that was? Okay. Why is it that, what is it about fun that makes us old guys <laughs> filled with rage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway, yeah, we walked back out to the car. Uh, some other, another bum hit on me to ask for money. For ramen so, noodles? Yeah. It's, fuck me. A light. No, she, didn't, she didn't go that cigarette. far. She just asked me for money. I, uh-huh. I, I just ignored it completely. Um, and uh, and that was and that was the night. So then we then we drove back. Tell you what, why do you play a City Mouse song? Okay, this is from the record, which I, the name is struggling. I'm struggling. I think it's Get Right, but this song is called uh, Back Issues. Okay, they Back played, Issues. They played this last night. It's a short little banger. Back Issues, City Mouse, coming at you. City Mouse with with back issues. So Tom, uh, what are we going to do today? Because right now, oh oh no, you know what? I gotta I gotta tell you what I did for breakfast. Because obviously I get up. I'm a fucking yeah, yeah. idiot, and I get up for breakfast super fucking early. I, I it doesn't matter what time I go to bed, and it's the curse of being old, but also being me. So it doesn't matter what time I go to bed. I wake up at five thirty. And in a hotel, especially my first night in a hotel, I never sleep well. Last night I didn't sleep too bad. Actually, it was pretty good. Should have one more PBR. You slept even better. Yeah. So I actually stayed in bed till seven today, which was which was a lot mm. for me. But anyway, they they say they have ho- uh, breakfast at the hotel. It was fucking pitiful. It was it was even less than it was the last time was it, I was stayed it, here. Was it hummus? Well, <laughs> yeah, yes. It's, it does seem to be owned by uh, Middle Eastern friends. But uh, the last time, at least. They had, you know, two things of cereal. They had some yogurts and stuff like that. They don't that. have, like, a waffle machine? They had a waffle machine that didn't look like it had been used in 30 years. Uh, they didn't have the yogurts I this time. I love the waffle machine. There was no yogurts. No? It was just, like, one broken-down-looking thing of orange juice, a thing of, like, a coffee machine, and that was pretty much it, man. It was pathetic. So, Tom had told me about a place called New, New, New Beginnings. Beginnings. It's a little chain around Yeah, here. which is basically, it's like half, not even half a mile away from the hotel. Yeah, you could walk so, there. It's a yeah. breakfast lunch place. No, no that's dinner. weird. So, yeah, I could walk there. Oh, for sure, I could walk there. But, man, that it, it crosses that like major almost highway thing that's got a roundabout. So, I don't even through. know. Yeah. Are you even allowed to cross the road there? I didn't see any, any crossings. You know, any, I mean, at your own risk. There's no sidewalk. Yeah, there's no sidewalk. But, right? you, 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 remember, you know, we have a big, like, milk plant that makes fair life milk that makes like so there's always trucks always milk trucks coming in yeah. just constantly it's like the 
pet cemetery, you know, like, <laughs> but, uh, it, I don't know if think it's that pet cemetery or the trucks were just rip roaring through that neighborhood with it. But anyway, the, uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy traffic there. Yeah. And there's a roundabout, funnily enough. In a yeah. small town, there's a roundabout, which people clearly do not know oh, what dude, to do. Oh, the worst. I want to blow up the roundabout. Because yeah. there's a roundabout, so I think there's four roads going into the roundabout. Yeah. Four. And you've got a yield sign there. So what the yield sign means is if somebody's already in the intersection, yeah. in the roundabout, you're supposed to stop and let them go and then take your, take your turns. Yeah, yeah. But the trucks were just blowing right through it. They oh, weren't really? stopping for a second. <laughs> they were just blowing right through the fucking thing. So, so that's not how a roundabout works. But anyway, I went over to this People, new they, It's so funny. They put this roundabout and they're like, oh, this is going to become a tourist attraction. Like, who's going to go freaking see? Because there, there yeah. is one down south in a town called Marshall, Michigan. Yeah, tourist attraction because it's accidents. beautiful. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It is, in the signs are wrong on it. Oh, don't get me started on the roundabout. Don't get me started on the roundabout, Neil. No, because I got confused. I was like, I don't know which way I'm fucking supposed to be going. So, Well, the good thing about roundabouts, once you get in, you can just keep going round and yeah. round and round yeah. until you're ready to get out. And pray that one of those trucks doesn't fucking hit you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, so I went to this New Beginnings restaurant, which isn't like in a strip mall to the yeah. side there. And it was actually very, very good. The service was excellent. I got the food fast. But Did damn. your wait just call you honey? Yeah, she did. She was old. Of course she did. And what can I get for you, honey? The rest of the guys in there, what, oh, have you eaten there before? Uh, not that one, ironically. Not the one in my town, but there's, it's a small chain. There's a half dozen of them. Traditional, like, American-style diner food. It's only yeah. open for breakfast till lunch, I think. Did you, did you order tea? Like no. a proper Englishman or no, drink coffee? No, I did a full-on American thing today, yeah. man, because I was, I was hungry because we didn't eat dinner last night. But it was full of, uh, you said, was it full of elderly farmers? And it yeah. was. It was just full of older looking, like look in the 70s, uh, old farmer looking dudes in baseball caps and like camo and stuff like that. Um, no, I got I got biscuits and gravy. I got sausage oh, gravy and biscuits with two eggs and coffee. It was it was an excellent excellent American breakfast, right? Uh, well, you're in America, buddy. It. You're in America. Didn't finish it, but because it was a lot of food. Yeah, but uh, it was expensive for what yeah. it was for a small town. It was expensive. It was fine, uh, but goddamn, the guy behind me, a it's it's a reasonably big place, and there was plenty of open seats, but for some reason, two old guys came in and sat in the booth right behind me. Like, you could have chosen any other booth in the place, but you had to sit right behind him. And the guy fucking orders, get this. He orders three eggs scrambled, a slab of ham, gravy, sausage gravy on top of the whole thing. Mm. And then he wanted a side of bacon as well. Wow. But the guy likes his pork products, huh? No, no the, the, lady, the waitress says, well, okay, but just to let you know, a side of bacon is $6. I was like, "Fucking hell!" Six you gotta be kidding $6. me. Six dollars. So, so, but in his in his mind, he was getting ham, sausage, and bacon, as well as three eggs scrambled. I was like, "Jesus Christ, this guy's gonna be fucking yeah, I, I, a heart attack waiting to have. He's not gonna get out of here." Spend twenty bucks yeah. on breakfast and a coffee, you know, obviously. So, uh, but it was a, yeah, it was. I mean, mine was twelve. No, no, I think it was like eleven, and then the yeah, tax it's, it's, it was thirteen uh, or something. Everything's gotten so expensive, yeah. you know. I can't really find a hamburger for less than $14 anymore. But nice enough place. So then I went back to the hotel and just checked the internet and stuff. So waited till like 10 because I knew Tom wouldn't be up till, you know. Tom I got up at 9.25. Yeah. The dog yeah. woke me up and I had such blissful sleep. Oh, so great. Because I wasn't like rip-roaring drunk. Because you don't sleep well if you're rip-roaring right. drunk. But I had just enough to, just to keep me asleep. And oh, that's good. I, 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 my, I had my wife talk to me a couple of points yeah. this morning and last night, but... 
No, it was good. It was good. Yeah. So anyway, so then I came over here, and uh, and that's and that's where we are up to date. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go out with uh, I'm gonna play one last song, and we were talking about Demolition 23 earlier, and I was mentioning they do a bunch of covers on that record, and one of the covers they do is Endangered Species by the UK Subs, which hopefully you were aware of that song, but it's a great song. That was there. Let's see, one, two. A, B, Three. C, D, E, fifth album. Yeah, but one was live, so it's mm. really their fourth studio album, mm. Endangered Species. So uh, I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to play the title track from that. This is the UK Subs with Endangered Species.
Next time Neil will play a song from their 26th studio album, Zorro, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah right, yeah. Okay, yeah, so that was uh, UK Subs with Endangered Species. Uh, that's a great album. I think my favorite UK Subs album is probably uh, Brand New Age, which was their second album. But uh, Endangered Species is way up there as well. Hmm. Uh, the fourth one, Diminished Responsibility, is okay, but I think Endangered Species is what's the So what's that. the live one? Uh, Crash Course. So... That's one of those bands I only know the very cursory, cursorily know the big hits. Yeah. But I'm kind of caught. I don't. I'm having a hard time diving in them because they do have such a huge, huge catalog. But I suppose I should just start at the beginning, huh? It's funny that I was talking to Lydia about the the other week. So their biggest hit it wasn't their first single because their first single was CID, mm. but their second single and the one they were on top of the pop. So with their big hit back in the day, back when Charlie was only in his sixties. Yeah. It was called <laughs> Stranglehold, which you know. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Jesus, now looking back at those lyrics, it's extraordinarily disturbing. Is it? I don't yeah. even know what they're saying. Some girl's got a hold on me, only 13, but oh so sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, and he's not singing about his daughter. It was a different era, Neil. Yeah. Era. yeah. So I think he's changed it now when they do it live. I think she's, he's changed the 13 he's changed to 18. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still creepy. He's yeah. like 75. Yeah. But it's better than 13. <laughs> Well, you, you know. were saying that if you if you get to Rebellion, which you're still hoping to do or planning to do, that that's on your must. Yeah. He's never going to die, though. I, I just... <laughs> of course, they're saying this is their last tour, right? Yeah. Dickies are doing their last tour. UK Subs are doing their last tour. Yeah, uh, but is it like a Rolling Stones last tour, which they've been doing for like 30 years? It is mental, man. You sent me the list of the bands. It's almost too many to go well, through. Well, and once you get to like the middle of the list... The acts drop off as far as yeah. as far as what you want to see, but still, there's like 20 bands every day that you at least right. want to see a little bit right. of. It's just it's impossible, especially for you. There's just no way you're going to do it. So, I mean, I am thinking of going. I'm still thinking of going. I'm still thinking of going late July and then going to Rebellion in August. I was originally going to just like take the train in from Liverpool, maybe a couple of days, but numerous people have told me that if you do that, you miss the whole a- uh, atmosphere. Hmm. So they urging me to stay overnight. Well, you so. might you listen. You might go, and you might be like, "Oh, I need to do this every year." Yeah. I mean, that's the way some of these. You Maybe know, I, I felt that way with punk rock bowling, despite the fact that I'm not going this year. It's like, oh, I can do this every year. Yeah. But then I start thinking about it, and I'm like, man, I really want to see bands and clubs. I don't really want to see these. You know, like I said, like, oh, like see, for, I don't. I don't for mind. me, like the Andy Heroes thing. Oh, okay, I want to see the Andy Heroes. I've never seen them, I'm, but I'm going to see them at what five o'clock in the afternoon in the 95 degree desert heat in the middle. You know, in the well, see, I don't mind that, but uh, but they're not even playing the regular festival, are they? Yeah, they are. Oh, they are. Okay, they're, they're doing a club show too. I, I I think the way to do it might be just go, you know, sleep by the pool all day and then go to those shows at like two in the morning. Easy for you to say. I can't do that. Yeah. So the day the day shows are fine with me, and then I can I can skip the uh, I can skip the club shows which open at eleven. Watch five and the minutes. Five minutes, of, five minutes of the headliner and get out yeah. of there. See, funny thing is, I'm getting up at five thirty, right? As people are just staggering in from the fucking club shows, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people will stay up all night, but as non cocaine users, that's not really an option for us. That probably explains why some of the odd behavior around the, at the pool at the pool parties. Yeah. There was some guys that looked like they'd been fucking wired all night. Yeah, acting the. Acting well, the that was the other thing is if we went this year, we're going to go without our wives. Yeah, which would be all fine and good, but my wife is my voice of reason. You know, without that voice of reason, I can be the, I can be your voice of reason. I don't know, Neil. I don't <laughs> think you have strong enough influence on me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's I a couple of tricks now. You know, <laughs> not in your book. I can't. I can't make your life a living hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for two weeks straight or something exactly. like that. Yeah, I get that completely. But anyway, all right. So yeah, I think we're gonna go record shopping, and I'm sure we'll catch up on that in a, in yeah. a little bit. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's nice that Neil could come in March, even though the weather's kind of sucky. Because uh, I have just haven't been able to get to Chicago, so I'm sure I will before the summer's over. But yeah, uh, it's a it's a bummer the media's canceled, but we still managed to make it a fun night. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I am, I am, and and they'll probably reschedule and. Maybe they won't. I don't, I don't know. I, well, I, yeah, I haven't seen any information on that, so I'm hoping that maybe the, they're I'm all hoping the poll hasn't fucking died or something. Yeah. Shit, so um, that would be a real drag. I mean, if somebody dies in the band, hopefully it's one of his temporary replacements. He can just drive his pickup truck over to Lowe's and grab <laughs> pick, another one. Pick up a new bass player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. So anyway, so I think, yeah, I think we're around, uh, winding up for right now. And uh, yeah, so we'll we talk will... Talk to you later. Smell you later. Well, and Maybe tomorrow morning. Stay free. Yeah, maybe tomorrow morning. So, anyway, stay free, everybody. Bye-bye. Smell you later. Bye. And actually, I'm going to play us out with a, with another song. So, when he played seven so far, so I'm going to play another song. So, um, Tom was scoffing at the Stranglers before when I said the media's do a Stranglers cover. But I'm going to uh, play us out today with uh, a classic from the Stranglers' third album, Black and White. This is the song Tank from the Stranglers. So uh, anyway, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Stranglers with Tank.
Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, <laughs> ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom. Okay.